0: The I am Christ. I'll never respect you on elixirs. Watch it all come around as I lay on the ground. Chopry, Cersei, ill and pain to Hound. They all think I'm lost, but I know where I'm found. I'm the blood and the north when it all comes down. My word is my bond, and my bond is my word. on the harass all men must serve. He the answer even flies, and time slips by. Fala, all men
1: Welcome to the Game of Thrones podcast, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. We're the officially unofficial podcast for HBO's Game of Thrones television series. This is the instant take. We have just seen episode four of season four, entitled Oath Keeper. Mm-hmm. Jim, you know that scene in Spaceballs where the evil ball empire, the Spaceballs, uh, go to ludicrous speed, and they go so fast they go to they make the jump to Plaid? Yeah, yeah, that is what the show just did.
2: Perfect. I'm wearing a lot of plaid
1: tonight, as you are. And <laughs> as a book reader, I feel like I'm Starbuck in my Winnebago, just with my jaw open, seeing huh. this, this vast amount of plaid in space. They went so far past the books. They they went. Com- I mean, they've colored outside the lines before. That's but This is something us book readers don't haven't been privy to. That shit at the end.
2: Uh huh. Totally new the, information. The White Walkers stealing Craster's
1: babies and taking them up there and and White Walkerizing them apparently. Yeah, Winterizing yeah. the baby shall we say? <laughs> sure. You know, you got to change the blood out for antifreeze and yeah. a couple a other little clear coating. Things. Yeah, uh, of the eyes. You, you need that clear coat up north. Up north of the wall, you betcha. <laughs> oh yeah, you're gonna want that clear coat. um Jesus, man. I've got so much to say, That's and unfortunately, crazy. you are worthless to discuss it with.
2: <laughs> right? That's weird, because my perspective, not a ton happened in this episode from a from a viewer's perspective. Okay. Not having read the books. It's not like I'm seeing, oh my god, there's, it's so much different than the books. Well, well it's, it's just like, obviously. yeah, some stuff happened, but nothing very crazy at all, in my opinion.
1: And I want to say that before I've gone on to Reddit and I've seen the book purist brigade up in arms about it, which I don't even know if they will be, I... Super excited. Um, loved what I'm seeing. Uh, I thought this was a great episode up in, in, until it got to that mo- moment, and then I just don't even know how to judge it by normal episode standards.
2: Huh. Okay. Like, my
1: girlfriend and I were holding each other's hands going like, oh, my God, oh, my God, <laughs> when they went to that fucking Crystal City or whatever.
2: Uh-huh. Um, Yeah, to the fortress of Walker Solitude.
1: <laughs> to the fortress of Walker-tude. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, so, so... This is perfect, because we both know what the hell we're talking about. Sure. Great. What do, thi- what
2: do you think happened, man? Well, obviously, they're stealing Craster's babies. I was wondering at that point, is the entire White Walker society made up of this kid, this guy's babies? Like, I don't know how many of them there are. Yeah. I, I know that they're formidable, but I don't know their numbers. Yeah. Uh, for all I know, it could be all of his kids. Is there something different about the White Walkers
1: wearing loincloths and riding desiccated mm. horses versus the White Walkers in the black, almost like uh, armor? Yeah. With, armor, if we're going to continue this Fortress of Solitude. Thing.
2: <laughs> with like horns and... Yeah, they had a little Darth Maul action going uh-huh. on. I think there's a hierarchy in mm. there. And I, that's interesting because I never actually viewed the White Walkers as kind of a faction unto themselves. It was just kind of a force. It wasn't, they had no personality. They weren't beings. They were just a thing. Now that's kind of thrown up into the wind. I don't know where, I I don't know how to categorize them now.
1: Do you think it could be that the distinction between the loincloth wearing desiccated horse riders and the, um, Uber white walkers is that the others, the first are like half breeds, that that they're huh. human babies that are turned into White Walkers versus White Walkers that are pure-born? Interesting. They, uh,
2: I don't I don't know that White Walkers can have babies. Like mud, I don't know blood, anything White about White
1: Walkers. I don't I don't either. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, wow. I I don't know. I mean, we've never been that far north, um, yeah. ever in any any form of media. And wow. the Double D's have taken us there. It's going to be a lively spoiler section, I'm feeling. I bet, yeah. Uh, And I can't wait to see what people are talking about. I mean, what's interesting, and I always come back to when I think about the White Walkers, is George R. R. Martin said long ago that abstract ideas of good, absolute good, and evil, he thinks are boring. Huh. And that's the one weakness I think that he identified of, like – J.R.R. Tolkien's books is that you've got this incorrupt you got this absolute evil Sauron and Morgoth mm-hmm. versus this incorruptible good in the form of Aragon and and Gandalf so but it always seemed to me that the White Walkers defied that that they are absolute evil but I always try to think it's like well maybe they're more of an elemental force maybe they're yeah that's how I viewed them you know they're like a something like an earth god or Mm-hmm. Uh, you know there's some kind of balance in the world and them encroaching upon the world's men is, is a symptom of that world being out of balance but there's a place where there maybe it's appropriate that they live uh i don't know how this scene feeds into all that yeah because the thing is is they didn't seem exceptionally menacing i mean other than converting the baby to white walker but we don't even know i mean Craster, for all intents and purposes, wanted them dead Yeah, or didn't even care what's happening to them. Would so they leave them out? viewed as
2: saving them, right? Would
1: leave them out there to freeze, and it didn't look like they did anything. They weren't mean to the baby.
2: <laughs> no. Um,
1: they, they weren't spanking it. I mean, when the one White Walker looked down at the baby from the horse, it didn't – I mean, it, it wasn't especially paternal, but mm-hmm. it also wasn't – you know, it's not like he was just carrying it over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um – Really disturbing to watch a naked baby in a pile of snow, though.
2: Oh, yeah? Just being left out there?
1: Yeah, this show is hard to watch sometimes, at least for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say on that scene before we talk about the many other things that were happening?
2: Not really. I mean, as a show viewer only, it's not quite as shocking to me. I mean, it's something, you know. Because you're
1: just like, you you probably didn't
2: even know. No, I didn't know. I didn't know. And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's a new thing about the White Walkers." Would you consider it to, is it a spoiler to say that that is not part of the books? No, I would say if if anything, it's a book spoiler. Maybe that, yeah. And I, there's but, already
1: at least some people that seem to be upset in the Facebook thread that uh, Jesse B, for example, uh,
2: says, "Well, that just spoiled the books." Fuck. Well, but no, that's a mega spoiler. That's like. I right it's, it doesn't spoil anything that's in the books it just says this isn't in the books that's like if but I, I was saying people, X-Files is not a part of Game of Thrones oh god will you just spoil the books I think
1: <laughs> I think if you are a passionate book fan has been well pleased by how the series has treated the books seeing this and thinking that this might be part of an alternate reality where mm-hmm. like you know it's a, it's a, it's a um you know like a Star Trek reboot where this might not even happen <laughs> in the books that's almost worse
2: Okay. All and, right.
1: And and I the fact that this could be spoiling a scene that we later seen in the books, I think, is painful to them. We you know, we talked about huh. this in a preview cast, that whole dynamic about, you know, this becoming uh a series based on George Martin's works to George Martin writing the screen the adapted screenplay yeah. of a Game of Thrones brought to you by HBO. Uh-huh. That stings like an anal fissure <laughs> to book
2: fans, I think. I bet. I bet it does. except it's incredibly badass it stars an absolute icon of the genre we're
0: willing to bet most of you haven't seen it and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. those of you who came to last year's screening of total recall know what a party it was and those of you who didn't (laughs) now's your chance to experience it meet me and jim order some custom movie themed drinks at the theater's full bar Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved the venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Best 6 page at baldmove.com slash live, live.
1: Um, King Tommen.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, is God. Yeah.
1: Utterly defenseless against the Death Star that is
2: Marjorie Tyrell. And not. And not in a bad way. He just he's like, <laughs> Marjorie says we ought to get to know each other, and can I come visit you again? She's she like, was fuck. Pl- she, yes, you can. Yeah, she was she was using a ten percent of her super laser powers. That kid is like he's living the dream. At that point, it's like, oh, what, I'm king? Okay, yeah. great. And I have this amazingly hot bride lined up. Oh, okay, is who this wants, my life?
1: Who who I'm gonna possess and she wants <laughs> to get to
2: know me and yeah.
1: she you know uh her mother could come in the next morning and say, Marjorie Tyrell is the devil. Uh-huh. And you shall not play that foosball. He's, he's – it's done. Done. Yeah, Marjorie
2: just clinched the the title there.
1: Lock stock and smoking hot body.
2: <laughs> yeah, well done. Well done. I love that scene. I loved a couple of scenes. Oh, my God. Speaking of people uh, giving things, Jamie giving Bran Oath, – all- Oh man, Oath Keeper, a freaking sweet set of armor. He's given Podrick the axe that Tyrion used in Blackwater. That's incredible. Yeah. I was so happy to see all that. Um how does this change your
1: opinion of Jamie and Brienne's relationship?
2: There's some uh, big
1: lumps and throats when those two said goodbye.
2: Yeah, I mean, as far as them being in love, I I don't know that it has changed my opinion. I think my opinion was that during the purple wedding, she realized that she was in love with him right. when Cersei was speaking, and I think that is still true. And uh, I like that he sent her off to find Sansa in direct defiance of Cersei. It says a lot about um, him caring for her over Cersei at this point because Cersei, oh my god, have I missed something in the year of absence that, that Jamie had where she just totally hates him now? Well, it's interesting
1: because I thought this was going to be the lead um, until they blew my mind at the end uh, about how, you know, because people debated all week long about how the difference between the books where, you know, it's quote-unquote consensual but complicated versus the show where it's very clearly rape, how that was going to tie in.
2: Yeah, we should talk about that.
1: I thought that that Cersei acted like a woman uh, of some power – uh, a very, with a very familiar associate, um, it's very hard to find the right words for this, mm-hmm. took horrible advantage of, and that she seemed extremely frosty, and rightfully so, uh, uh, yeah very stiff sure. and about how she felt about her brother. What was your feeling?
2: It was weird, because coming off of the rape scene last episode, it didn't feel like there was a rape last episode. She was much more calm and collected than I expected her to be. What Even did though, you? I
1: mean, how would you expect Cersei to react to something like that? To me, this is exactly how I'd imagine her to react to something like that.
2: It felt like she was just stuffing it down and not talking about it, not not just hitting him about it. You know, mm-hmm. um, she wasn't throwing it in his face like mentioning it at all. It was just like. Granted, she calls him Lord Commander at the end, and that's a very formal thing to say, and it was meant to show how much how little she cares about him at this point. But it it didn't feel like there was this this very raw nerve hmm. that would that I would expect would be there if it was rape.
1: Interesting, because I think there's three outcomes we can have from what I would say is the debacle of last week. You know, judging from how the filmmakers said they saw it versus what we saw. One was there was going to be, you know, it's unambiguously that, that Cersei was raped by Jamie and that that was going to change their relationship and change their dynamic. Um, B, they wanted to be one thing and they kind of fucked it up and we were going to have to kind of uh, shrug our shoulders and kind of pretend like yeah. it didn't happen and just kind of go on the show. Three... It was going to be something that so fundamentally altered people's perception of Jaime that there was going to be some people that just couldn't see his character the same way, and some people might be turned off from the show. I feel like it was the second one. Okay, because I feel like it was much closer to A than I was thinking it was going to be.
2: And again, this is just... A being we should have known that it was not... No, that that Cersei got raped, and this is how
1: Cersei would react to her brother forcing himself on her Hmm. against her will, especially since... It's not just that, but the realization is she can't get him to do what she wants him to do, and he doesn't really listen to her. Um, Yeah, no, that's
2: true. I mean, the very next scene, he gives. So he took from her,
1: you know, this thing, and he's not even being. He's he's not even like on her team on this thing. Um, I I feel like again. A person like Cersei, this is – I would entirely buy the reaction to a, a sexual assault happening to her from someone that hmm. she loved or trusted. Okay. And now I think that she's kind of put him into the, you know, them in the us versus them camp. That You know, you're aligned with oh, my yeah. father. Yeah. And you won't even go after Sansa Stark. You won't do – you know, you're you're more lo- loyal to fucking – dead woman of our bitter enemies than you are to to me and also you raped me i i I, again i was pleasantly surprised that it was closer to the first thing that Mm. i thought would happen with shades of you know if he had a b and c yeah, mostly a with shades of b and you're saying you're solidly in shades of b
2: not solidly no it's it's somewhere between b and a but it's more to b It's more to like they just didn't properly tell us what happened there and that we were supposed to suspect that it was a little more consensual than I initially thought it was.
1: I still think it's going to be very hard for a lot of people um, to see Jamie in a sympathetic light. Oh, yeah. Uh, In fact, I wonder... How a lot of people are going to see him, you know, kind of chivalrously giving this sword and, you know, this talk of being an oath keeper. that that, You know, it's like, right. I mean, just last episode, if he he raped his sister and now he's being this, like, really virtuous, you know, kind of, you know, fallen knight character.
2: Yeah. And it's not that just that he's being that, but that they're showing us that. And that Brianne,
1: a character that we've been. Beat through her head that she is a paragon of virtue, yeah, having good. these moments with him. I mean, that's a, that's that's complex and interesting dynamic because she doesn't know any of this happened.
2: Well, that makes me feel like the creators and the the directors and the writers and everybody were trying to show one thing and just failed because it's very confusing as an audience member to see a character one week. Uh, Do doing some thing. doing something awesome for Brienne, right. even before the rape. Right. Doing something awesome, having this connection with a person who we know to be super good. Mm-hmm. Then the next week, week raping someone, and mm-hmm. then the next week coming back and doing the same thing, being nice and having these great moments. It's very confusing as a viewer. The, very
1: the problem because I was watching the scene and I'm like, okay, well maybe maybe he you know. Uh, again, putting aside my personal thoughts, it's just like I've said in Walking Dead. Sometimes they didn't make the choice I wanted to make. They yeah, did a yeah, bad yeah. job of storytelling. I can sit and bitch and whine about that forever, or I can say, "Well, they wanted me to think this, or they're wanting me to think this now, and I'm going to, you know, kind of bygones and go forward." When I was watching that. I was like, "Okay, well, maybe I'm supposed to think that that was more consensual than it was per- per- portrayed." But I keep coming back to the the, the relationship between Jamie and, and Cersei. I feel was fundamentally changed, and I think you think so too, or else you wouldn't have said what you said. I do, yeah. So, and I, I want to move on because there's still a lot to talk about, and I want to leave that to the full cast. Okay. So I'm caught between Jamie still being, you know, he doesn't play like haunted or disturbed, or mm-hmm. his like his part of the relationship doesn't seem to change, but Cersei's did. I'm having I'm I'm having a trouble processing that and I, I don't know how to move forward on that. Hmm, okay. Um we talked about Tommen, we talked about uh Tommen seems like decent king material.
2: Yeah, yeah, he seems like a good kid. Um I,
1: I like him instinctively in a way I did not like Joffrey.
2: Well instinct. We haven't seen him uh I don't know, tie anyone to a bed and kill. I don't think this and, kid's
1: capable of it.
2: Yeah. I, that's that's really the difference He's not cruel Like Joffrey was uh, And he, and Littlefinger says as much You know in his scenes with Sansa Which I think it's a good time to talk about that Yes Because um, they, they Fuck they spell it out man. I think they did they, a little too much Me, me too I, I, I was like give us a little credit Yeah I uh,
1: they, they could have done the Littlefinger thing Which I think they should Because I really like the scene between Littlefinger and Sansa Uh huh and it struck, it, it, it did a lot to show us how Sansa is growing. It did a lot to kind of frame maybe how we should think about Peter Baelish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it did, they did need to connect some of these dots and resolve, unless they wanted just to be an open ended mystery, which I think is pointless. Didn't go I back, felt like
2: last episode resolved most of that. Though. I did, but it's
1: appropriate for him to work that through with Sansa. And it was a kind of an interesting exercise because it's basically you know, I guess for their listeners that were still or the watchers that were still having trouble, her piecing it out and him kind of being the schoolmaster was an interesting way to do that.
0: Sure. Um, and
2: and the only piece that we were actually missing was the piece that says who helped him, who at the Purple Wedding helped him. And it tells us it uses very economical visual storytelling mm-hmm. to tell us this. It as he's saying, My new friends are very reasonable, it is showing us Elena. It makes yes. perfect sense. Elena's yes. the one who helped him that was really good, Olenna, but I felt like uh, the, uh, Olenna, the Queen yeah. of Thorns. Okay, uh, but I, I felt like the rest of it, the stuff with the vial, which they already showed us last episode, was pointless.
1: I also didn't think that flashing over to the Tyrells and having uh, Lady Olena and uh, Marjorie discussing it again, and Marjorie just seemed <laughs> thick. Okay, and Marjorie from yeah. season two, season three, is many things. But she is not thick in the mental capacity.
2: Yeah, or the physical capacity. Either one.
1: I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just, it's, she I, seems I, pretty... I don't have a good view of her. I mean, I'd, I'd have to see a little <laughs> bit. I'd have to re- refresh my memory of her ass before I'd say thick or not thick. Okay. Um, but anyway, regardless, she's not slow-witted, and she seemed kind of slow. And I think that's a shame, because it made I think it made the viewers feel stupid or talked down to, and it made uh, a character who's so far has been playing these games of politics expertly seem more like grandma's puppet than a person who, with her own agency and power as well.
2: Sure. I buy and that. like,
1: I, I don't think Marjorie really needed grandma to spell out what she should do with Tommen.
2: No, no, no. She knows uh, Elena said that was, as well. was
1: the queen of thorns in her fucking bedroom when she's trying to talk Rinley? into yeah. sexing her up with her brother i mean come on this woman or or is wielding capable. the crossbow with joffrey like yes. she knows
2: what she's doing
1: yeah i that that, that was a strange that was a little weird for me yeah. um and it felt like because again my mind is so blown from the last scene i felt like another episode uh-huh <laughs> um so we
2: talked about uh we talked about peter and sansa what else have we missed there's here? danny which Dan- i was holy i shit. was Slightly disappointed in, they spent zero of the season three saved budget on this fucking freedom uh, Uh escapade. I liked it. They showed nothing, though. I liked it. We were hoping to see, like, I at least wanted to see a zoom out shot where you see all of the corridors in the city and there are just Just, miles of slaves rushing. Like like an ocean breaking on Yeah, just a sea of killing. That's what I wanted to see. And even for a couple seconds would have been awesome. And we saw literally nothing. So that was pretty disappointing in my But, opinion. again, that's
1: true to the books because Martin duck, duck, ducks a lot of action scenes as well. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. I thought, okay, so there's something that we're not going to have time to talk about but that I quite enjoyed and I want to talk about in the main cast is Miss Sandy's relationship with Grey Worm. That's okay. Seen during their lesson where she was teaching him, I guess, because he speaks Valerian and he speaks very broken, you know, common tongue or whatever, Westerosi. Yeah. She's teaching him that, but there seems to be something more than brother and sister, but something less than lovers between them.
2: Yeah. I I got that
1: vibe too. I thought I want to talk about that. Uh, we could talk about the invasion. I thought it was handled very well, having the Unsullies dress up as slaves and infiltrate and arm uh, you know as a rebel force. I thought that was really cool. Yep. There's one other thing I know. Uh, Braun and Jamie. Uh huh. Any thoughts on that, or should we let's save that for the full cast too? Because okay. we're kind of running Okay, We can do that.
2: How cast. about uh, the other B word, Bran? There's a lot of Bran in this episode. Lots of Bran. Lots of Bran. Lots of Jon Snow. We haven't talked about either. That's of those.
1: another one where like. They're ranging. They're ranging so far beyond the books that it's 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 kind of like leading a uh, uh, a a in armed incursion against Craster's keep from the wall. <laughs> that sounded better in my head than okay. I executed. Yeah. Might be the whiskey. Could be. Uh yeah. What do you, I mean? What do you think? What having him camped outside Craster's keep, having Summer Cap you know, pent up with his brother, the potential of Bran. You know, people have been saying, like, does Bran know about, or does John know about Bran? Shit, it's possible Bran and John meet this coming episode.
2: Yeah, they're both what, headed to the same place. What do you
1: think? What's Is that an interesting storytelling possibility?
2: Sure. Yeah, I think it is.
1: What are um, they going to say to each other?
2: Well, it's going to be interesting because you've got um, Ramsey who's going to ride north to try to find Jon Snow. Ramsey?
1: Who the fuck are you talking about? You're talking about Locke? Locke? Who's Locke? He's the, he's the uh, turncoat from uh, the
2: Boltons. No, no, no. I'm talking about Ramsay back in uh, oh, Winterfell. Oh,
1: oh Okay, yes.
2: yes. Yeah, so he's riding north uh, to find Jon Snow, right?
1: I think he sent Locke up there to hunt him down. To he hunt did? The, the okay. boys. And, yeah.
2: All right. Yeah, you're right. He's you're got right.
1: something else cooking that we have not seen an update for for like two episodes. Yeah,
2: and now he's in the group. Right. lock that's going that's yeah going north. north yes up north of the wall so i don't know once he finds uh bran up there and he's got john snow bad shit's gonna happen man Seems he's gonna like turn it. on them so fast he's gonna help out craster's guys
1: and and they've kind of retconned this guy that took over craster's keep as a genuine badass
2: yeah, I wasn't buying him so much as badass, though. Oh, really? Like, okay. he was drunk, he he could barely stand up. Like, if anybody wanted to fight him at that point, he'd be dead, I'm sure. He seems like the nerdy British
1: scientist from, uh, goddamn, Pacific Rim. I haven't seen that it. The jacked into Monster's Brain with Charlie Day. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and in fact, it could be the same actor. With if If so horrible casting job because i i, I agree and, and it's just a physical performance thing yeah i don't yeah. buy this guy i think uh fat pig face could take this dude yeah if he just you know get up to courage and this guy stop running his mouth i'm with you yeah uh anyway <laughs> kind of interesting interesting stuff a lot a lot of hard stuff to watch lots of brutal brutal rape brutality to women babies left out in the cold Yep. Um again reminder this show the show gets real. Um yeah, what else we got to talk about?
2: I think that's about it.
1: All right. I know I'm probably going to get a lot of emails this week. I'm looking forward to it. Game of Thrones at baldmove.com. You can uh, participate in our live threads, uh, semi live threads, well, our yeah, live threads on facebook.com/baldmove. slash No book spoilers on any public facebook threads, please. Please yeah. don't make me delete your comments. I, or delete
2: your Facebook account. Or, he or, can do
1: that. Or, 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 or uh, you know, I haven't had to ban anybody, but I, I would like to keep that streak alive. Um, and you can also talk to Jim at Twitter. Or on Twitter at Bald Move. Uh, please keep him spoiler free, though.
2: Man, this show—I don't really go on Twitter live on this show because it's so hard for me to follow. As is, so many characters, so many sure, places. Sure.
1: I find the same way. Like, I, I'll do a comment here and there. And there's no commercials.
2: Yeah, that's another thing. It's much
1: harder to live, but I, I do like to get in there and give my two cents here and there, and immediately after show. So, um, lots of lots of stuff going on. Uh, really looking forward to seeing your emails at Game of Thrones at Bald I think that's it. We'll yeah. have our full cast out with lots of your feedback and our custom spoiler section uh, on Tuesday. Until then, I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. See you in a couple days.
0: He has to pay the iron price. I'll never respect you on Elixir. Watch it all come around as I lay on the ground. Joffrey's thirsty, ill and pay the hound. They all think I'm lost, but I know where I'm found. I'm the blood of the door when it all comes down. The
2: hair is all men muster She has a raven plot And time slips by Bala
0: Mugula's all men must.